0: This episode of Manage Smarter is presented by Sales Fuel Coach, our adaptive sales coaching featuring five-minute quick coaching personalized to each sales rep. Learn more about Sales Fuel Coach at salesfuel.com. Welcome to the Manage Smarter Podcast with hosts C. Lee Smith and Audrey Strong. We're glad you're here for discussions on new ways to manage smarter, hire, develop and retain talent, improve results, and propel team performance to new heights. This is the Manage Smarter Podcast.
1: Welcome, everyone, to the Manage Smarter Podcast. You know, Lee, brain drives behavior. That's what our guest says today. The key to everything is in the brain.
2: Absolutely. And it's not only the brain, but it's also in your gut. You know how some people go with their gut. Well, we're going to actually find out how gut health
0: actually then applies this whole thing as well.
1: That's right. Dave Kenny. welcome to the Manage Smarter Podcast. How are you, sir?
0: Audrey, Lee, it's a pleasure to be here, and I look forward to sharing some information with you.
1: Well, let me introduce myself. I'm Audrey Strong. I'm the Vice President of Communications here at Sales Fuel.
2: And I'm Celie Smith. I'm the President, CEO, and Chief Gut Health Officer. <laughs> Chief
1: Brain Guy. <laughs> and Brain
2: and, Officer. Yeah, Brain Guy. There you guy. go.
1: So if you haven't met Dave Kenny, and I'm so glad we have the pleasure of that, Dave, um, he is the co founder and executive director at Emergo Recovery, a private residential recovery and wellness center focused on a brain first approach, specializing in what's called actualized recovery. We want you to explain what that is, Dave. Dave dedicating his extensive career to helping individuals reclaim their life after struggles with addictions, anxiety, depression, and other debilitating challenges. Brain drives behavior. That's a pretty broad umbrella, Dave, for leaders in our audience and managers. Do you want to get more specific?
0: Oh, I'd love to. First of all, it's a pleasure to chat and talk. And it really is. I, the the intro has been beautiful. Brain drives behavior. And as leaders and business owners and business leaders and managers, we have people. Well, we all invest in our infrastructure and our technology. But I'm going to share with you throughout this podcast, the number one computer to invest in is something what I have been nicknamed as the biocomputer, your employee's brain. And yes, it can be rewired, it can be improved, it can be enhanced. And if it can be changed positively, that's neuroplasticity, that means it can be changed negatively. Hmm. And so uh, business owners and business leaders and managers, man, when you, when you invest in brain health, you create an incredible environment and, and usually far more productive and uh, more rewarding to be at.
2: Yeah, I read that uh, 16% of the U.S. population actually, only 16% of them have, have good self-esteem or a high level, or good enough levels of high esteem, where about eight, 84 do not. What do you think that is? And, and then is that, what can be done about that?
0: Well, self-esteem comes from feeling good of oneself. And again, that's brain drives behavior. And when my brain is in an over-functioned or in an under-functioning state, I don't care about what really I do throughout the day because that, that organ, the brain, is not working and not functioning in a real good way. So I can be, I can be really in a, a fight or flight called the sympathetic nervous system. I can be really in a high-stress state, and it compromises everything in my life. And, and to, to that's like the gas pedal being stuck on. So the converse to that is parasympathetic. It's like the brake being stuck on, and I'm emotionally frozen. And really, I just want to curl up in a ball. I want to isolate. I want to leave work. I don't want to go to work. Um, and and so the, and I'm talking in really general terms here, but when people are stuck in these patterns, and our human brain learns this out of survival, um, and, and and when that happens, we don't feel very well.
2: So if you're able to, yeah, if you assess somebody then and, and you can tell that they have low self esteem, uh, but, but you know, you've hired them, they're on your team. What can you do as a manager then to work with that or, or improve upon that? Or can you,
0: well, sometimes you hire people and they're, they're gangbusters for the first couple of years and they start to struggle and slide. So you, you can see um, people struggling in all sorts of behavioral pattern ways and you don't need neurotechnology to, to assess this. But I'll share with you that the brain can change. And Marion Diamond was the first person, uh, Dr. Marion Diamond, she was in the 60s, a a wonderful neuroscientist, and she discovered that the brain can grow in size and enhance in size and operate better in an enriched environment. But that also meant that the rats that she studied, when she put them in in impoverished environments, their brain shrank in size. So if you see somebody struggling, one of the key things is the environment that you're in. And there's other things that we'll dive into today that will enhance and help people move forward. So in, in a business sense, then, what we're talking, are we talking about culture? Yeah, sure. Culture. You're talking about the physical space. You're talking about relationships. Um, so an impoverished environment is when, when all of these things in a negative capacity happen. You want to talk about the negative water cooler talk. That has a toll. And if you want to talk about investing in your your team, um, take them out. We'd love to go axe throwing right now. Forget about bowling. That's so blase. But you go do something as a team and as a unit that brings a collaboration and a connection. We know that when humans are connected in a positive way, it has a positive impact on our brain function.
1: What are some of the warning signs of the more serious addictions that you have talked about? Like you say, um, the brain will drive the behavior to drink heavily or to, you know, smoke crack or something. I mean, what what are the warning signs of that? How can you tell that somebody is in really serious territory?
0: I, I think every good leader uh, and manager and leader and business owner will know that by somebody's performance. You know, they start showing up late and, and all the telltale signs. Um, but really, I want I want to just quickly dive into this, that addiction's is a very difficult thing to have a a common definition, but people typically there's two camps. It's a brain disease or it's a brain disorder. So the one thing that everybody, depending on, you're going to spend a weekend debating disease disorder, but one thing is brain issue. And if the brain is driving it and I'm seeking relief from pain, That's what that's about, whether that whether that's um, uh, Internet sex or whether that's gambling or whether that's a substance, whether that's my glass of wine or bottle of wine every night. What I'm trying to do is seek relief from a neurological imbalance. And so when you work towards a, a more balanced brain, I don't need to do things to get relief because I naturally feel happier. Got it.
2: And, and all those things are also distractions from, from, from your work. So if you're thinking about what the line on Sunday's football game is, or you can't wait till smoke break, or you can't wait to get the lunch for your two martini lunch or whatever, it's like, well, you're not, you're not totally present at work.
0: Not only not present, even when you're there, you're not able to uh, retain information, process information, make sound decisions as aptly as you are when your brain's in an optimum state. And so there are some things, um, you know, sleep is a big thing for brain, and we really do need seven or eight hours of sleep. All of us don't think you're that special, to, and you don't get to catch up on sleep on the weekend. that's not how sleep hygiene works. So there's all sorts of things there and turning technology off. But we have found in neuroscience that meditation does the opposite of what we originally thought. We used to think meditation calms a brain. Meditation actually gives the brain more energy, awakens it, and it's five times more effective than sleep. So I know that some, some companies, and I, and I really applaud it, Arianna Huffington at the Huffington Post has put in sleep pods, and she's written an article about she hopes that one day they're going to be more common in conference rooms at places of work. 20-minute nap has shown an increased production and performance in the afternoons. But actually, imagine if you had a meditation zen garden yeah but but you're but what you're doing is you're helping the frontal lobe which is the executive manager process information retain information and you're going to have a team that performs better in with less effort
1: you said there are also uh, besides setting up a meditation room which sounds fabulous let me just say um, (laughs) there are some other more simple steps that you said managers and leaders can take to enhance employee performance so what is a brain first culture? How do I create that? What are some, like, give me three easy things I can do.
0: Yeah, first, it's, first it's, it's an understanding and a commitment and to love our brain. We've got to do it ourselves, too. It's, you know, again, again, as leaders, you can't just push it downhill. So it's about understanding to learn to love my brain. And in this case, yes, size matters. It really does. And so when you come from that place, now you're going to pay attention to, let's just talk specifically at work. You're going to pay attention about what's in your lunchroom and you're going to pay attention about, are you, are you stocking it with Red Bulls and, and Mm -hmm. chocolate bars, or are you going to bring in good food that helps to nourish the brain and the gut, which Lee mentioned at the, in the, the opening of this. So there's something that you can work on. Uh, There's a company right across the street from us. I smile all the time but it, it looks, I don't know the operating of it in, inside, but every afternoon, there's got to be a hundred people pile out the door for 15 or 20 minutes and then go back in. And they're they're going for a walk, a brisk walk, you know, weather pending, but, but create that in your work environment as well. And if you're in an inclement weather, use stairs, uh, but the brain loves oxygen. So movement is, especially when you hit that that, that wall late morning or late afternoon. Don't go for a cup of coffee. Go for a walk. Do something to to increase the oxygen in your system, which which, which actually wakes up the brain. So those are a couple of things that are uh, really no cost. You're going to put food and drink in your in your lunchroom, make it a brain-healthy environment.
2: I was watching a PBS special over the weekend with Dr. Daniel Amen, which, uh, which I understand that you are certified with having. He was talking about, uh, how we should all eat salmon and, and eat blueberries and talking about serotonin coming from the gut that feeds the brain. Uh, what can you
0: put your thoughts on that? I, I'm going to keep it simple and say eat real food. If man has made the food, don't touch it. If nature's made the food, eat it. Um, you know, there's... We follow a paleo um, uh, diet, uh, and something that I really encourage people to look at is called the Whole 30 from Melissa Hartwick. And, and the Whole 30 is elimination diet for 30 days. It's a very clean diet. By the way, you can do anything for 30 days. We all can. Make the commitment and do it for 30 days, and then begin to see how you feel. Your skin rashes will go, your sleep will improve, uh, anxiousness and that worry will leave. So uh, it's really important to uh, create. Uh, an environment that supports that so clean out your kitchen and follow the whole 30 it's a great diet or or any kind of a we follow a paleo diet because the meat is really important with the amino acids clean meat by the way not not uh poorly raised meat but uh, because you're there's a saying you are what you eat it goes a step further you are what you eat eats Mm. and so if if a cow is eating some bad foods, or if, or if you're getting a, a raspberry that's been sprayed with a toxin, you're ingesting that. So be a, a, a pay attention to what you eat, eats. How about <laughs> water and hydration? Uh, huge. <laughs> a Water's huge. I mean, um, the, 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 some of the worst things right now, some of the worst products out there right now are the, are the uh, Red Bulls of the world. Um, they're absolutely terrible to the brain, and they overstimulate the brain. Um, and they hurt the gut too. So, water is huge uh, for the body. And, and we drink, you know, three or four big size water bottles, 20 ounce water bottles in a day.
1: Yeah, Lee knows this, but starting last May, I started doing strict keto. That's my doctor's orders. So, I actually listened to the guy. And uh, my gut health, my gut is completely different. I feel completely different. Um, keto is fantastic. The last seven yeah. months. It's fantastic. And I've lost 35 pounds.
0: Way to go, Audrey. But so, my mm. point is, is you, you, you do great. feel
1: different. You feel the difference in your gut. And I do feel more alert. And mm-hmm. I was surprised to feel either of those. So I
0: I would really suggest that you eliminate grains, glutens, uh, dairy, refined sugars, legumes. Try and try and eliminate that stuff and mm-hmm. see how you feel. And, and uh, a, a keto for some people is great. Um, I, I lean towards, uh, eating a little bit more of the, uh, more veg than is in the keto diet. But if it works for you, fantastic.
2: My dad's diet advice was if it tastes good, spit it out.
1: hey that's not bad (laughs) with the process stuff it's all like salt and fat
2: and And sugar a lot of sugar sugar. i'm addicted to sugar myself well
0: well, please please get the the food industry understands how to addict the brain like tobacco Mm -hmm. industry they understand how the combination of of sugar fat and salt and they manipulate that and they manipulate it so that you don't eat three oreo cookies you eat A third of the bag uh you you know that can you imagine some of the girl scouts i think the girl scouts know this too well (laughs) let's give them a break let's let's give them a break but but i'll give them money and not take the cookies
1: yeah i would probably do that now too because i just i look at it like it's just poison i can't i can't do it can't do it not anymore uh,
0: Once you reset your body, it's amazing. Mm-hmm. That you, you, I don't crave things that I used to crave, ice cream and pastas. I, I not Me only too. don't crave them, um, I just say no thanks when, you know, somebody brings the nice bread to the table. No thanks. I, and there's a key to say no one time. So say no when the bread's arriving at the table versus being polite and letting them put it down. Now you have to say no 82 times throughout the meal.
1: That's true. That's true. How else can I change my brain? Get some other tips you wanted to give us
0: well I, I you know food food is huge we've talked about that oxygen mm-hmm. and movement is very big uh, we should be taking a break about every 40 minutes and going for a walk or doing something a stretch and a movement with that. Those things are great. Well, and the managers. duration of
1: those walks, ten minutes.
0: Yeah, five ten minutes. Yeah. Well, for for
2: managers, it's like you can follow the advice of uh, another podcast guest we had from from a while back, Tom Peters, who said, you know, management by wa- wandering around." So get up off your desk and go walk around the office and talk to people.
0: Well, can you imagine go for a walk outside and have a meeting? You, you yeah, we can. connect yeah, it. and it yeah, works, it, and it works better. Yeah. Uh, the other thing too, Audrey, is don't believe all your thoughts. Your thoughts lie to you. And they lie to me. In uh, roughly, we have eighty thousand thoughts in a day. I swear, women have more. I believe that. Um, but um, come on, we have eighty thousand thoughts in a day, and so it just leads one to believe that some of those are going to be real positive, some of those are going to be very negative, and oh, most of them are going to be kind of vanilla, kind of benign, eh, nothing. But just because we have a thought doesn't make it true. So. Um, I learned it from Dr. Amen's teachings in the certification, went through, called them ANTs, automatic negative thoughts. Hmm. And that's all it is. But a thought can create a feeling, a feeling can create an action, and then we become, we're making some negative choices. So if you want to change your behavior, change your thought. And the way to do that is challenge it. I get a negative thought. I'm not smart enough. No one's like going to like me. Oh my God, I can't do this. And I want you to challenge it. Ask a question. Is that true? Explore your past. Oh, wait a minute. I, people have liked me before. But then here's the key. You have to replace it with gratitude. If you don't, you'll probably get a different automatic negative thought. Hmm. So use gratitude in replace that. First, challenge the thought. Ask if it's true. Be honest. And then replace it with some gratitude. And you'll find that it has a great impact in your day. One ant, not that big
2: of a deal. A whole bunch of ants, they can move basketballs and watermelons, right? So. <laughs> and, they,
0: and, and they can grind us into the ground.
1: Oh, yeah. I'm, I'm particularly, I'm a worry wart. Lee knows this. One of the other things that I do, though, is sometimes if I'm starting to have that kind of like down the rabbit hole of negativity, I'll just take the bull by the horns and I'll call him up and say, what can I do better? Are we good? What am I, you know, and, and I get like a, a report card. And then he says, gives me constructive criticism, but at least I know where I am and now I'm not obsessing over it. That's not so a bad thing, right?
0: You're, you're using an external um, source of feedback. What I'm gonna encourage you to do is when you're getting in that state and you catch yourself in a parent's, when you catch your kids misbehaving and acting out, Please don't give them a timeout. I wish I'd known this. A timeout is the worst thing because I'm going to just continue to spin and ruminate on that. Mm-hmm. And if you want to change the brain, tell them to go ride their bike, get on a, get on a, a, a skateboard with a helmet, um, do something where they're moving their body. So, Audrey, there you go. There's, there's my opportunity for you in the next 24 hours. If you catch yourself, do something. Get out of your house and do something where you have to move. And about 10 minutes later, you're going to find you're in a different state.
1: Yeah, definitely. Like
0: Oklahoma, maybe.
1: <laughs> uh,
2: you know, what, my last question for you is how much really can the brain be retrained or, or, or reprogrammed? Massively. Incredibly. So we're not uh, talking about just, just, just a, a minimal, you know, single digit amount or anything like that. You're, you're, you're thinking
0: it's, it's, it's a whole lot. It's a massive amount. It's a life-changing amount. Uh, it, it, certainly, everybody gets to define what they call success. You know, we've worked with some autistic people and for the first time in their lives after leaving us, they've been able to hold a job for a year, year and a half. But in one case, one young lady, she's working at a car wash and she loves it, but she couldn't hold a job. She couldn't get a job before. She couldn't keep a job before. So how do you define success? Um, And regarding salespeople, a high stress job, brain health is huge. And if you really want to improve your sales force, invest in brain health.
1: So what are the various ways that you measure that then? And obviously, uh, everybody, it's emergorecovery.com, E-M-E-R-G-O recovery.com if you want to get Dave on the blower and get some help. But what are the ways that you measure the change
0: well, there's all sorts of technologies out there. We've talked about the Amon Clinics. They use SPECT imaging, which is a photoelectron imaging with a contrast dye, and you get a picture of the brain, and that's great. Uh, another source is um, uh, the Broken Brain series, is a great series that's out there. Um, and there's a company in Scottsdale, Arizona, called Saraset, C E and then Reset. So, C E R E S E T dot com. And Saraset has a, has a non invasive neurotechnology. It does a brain echo and it really wow. helps the brain relax. And it, they've been tested with the Wake Forest State University Hospital, the, the Navy SEALs, and incredible for sleep and de-stress and, and helping people reset.
2: How about uh, getting yourself a life coach or executive coach?
0: Massive, but you've got to get buddy, somebody who understands brain health and is able to lead you that direction too, because it, to a lot of people, this is all new.
1: So you've got a podcast as well, Emergo Radio Podcast, where all fine podcasts are found. And so, Dave, thanks for being on the show. We appreciate it. We would love for you to all subscribe, rate, and review this podcast. It really helps us with the reach of the show. Tell a friend and a colleague. Send it around. And uh, Mr. Kenny, it's been a, a pleasure having you on. What an interesting topic.
0: I love this topic. I love your energy, guys. It's been a, it's been a treat hanging out with you today. Thanks for having me. Thank you. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed the show, please rate and recommend on iTunes, Overcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. You can also get more great information at salesfuel.com.
2: This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.